Welcome back, everybody, to episode 12 of the Valkyrie Cast, a podcast about movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host, Matt. Joining us, as always, are my co-hosts. First off, we have the man who's addicted to VR flight simulators. We have Drew. Oh, man. Elite Dangerous is so good. <laughs> Next, we have the man who owns a collection of alien facehugger plushie dolls. We have Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even lying. I <laughs> know, that's the best part. I didn't even make this one up. Uh, and finally, we have a special guest this episode, retro game master and collector, Josh. <laughs> Howdy, everyone. <laughs> Glad to have you, Josh. So, since you are our special guest, what we've started doing is making our guests tell us their favorite movie, TV, and video games. We actually gave you a little bit of a heads up, so other people we've literally put on the spot, so you're welcome for that. So, uh, thanks. To help us <laughs> get to know you a little bit better, tell us your favorite movie, TV, and video game. All right, so uh, the hardest one for me was movie, um, and... I think because movie changes frequently, right? It depends yeah. on how you're feeling the season of your life. But when I when I come when I kind of boil it all down to the movie that I watch all the time and I love it every time I watch it, and I might get some flack for this, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas is probably my favorite movie ever made. Ah, that's a great movie. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, I, Danny Elfman's my favorite composer. I'll watch any movie that he does the score for. Um, so yeah, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is my movie. TV show is super easy for me. It's Arrested Development. Oh, um, so good. Good I, choice. I, I, that's like my go-to if I just want to watch something and I'm bored. I could put on any episode of that show, and I love every single one of them. Um, it's so good. It's so good. And uh, I video game is super tough. <laughs> I think uh, that'd be the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so. I spent a lot of time thinking through this, and there's kind of, uh, my barometer, I guess, is what is the game that I played that I just remember it wowing me? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. like going to school and then knowing I needed to get back home just so I could continue doing, you know, going through the story. And I think the first game that did that for me was Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh man. And, That's and, a great game. And very, very close, and I know I, this is cheating, but the first time I played Uncharted 2, it blew my freaking mind. <laughs> yeah. Man, like Uncharted it. 2 is a phenomenal game. It blew, yeah, and, and to this day, I still think it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. I think it may be the best Uncharted game. Now, I've not played the newest one, but out of the first three, it was my favorite. I, I, we are in the same boat, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, um, for me, Chrono Trigger beats it just because I was a little kid. There's a lot of memories there and nostalgia. Um, and and the, the music, I think uh, I always mess up the guy's name. Do you got uh, Nobuo Uematsu, the guy who does all of Final Fantasy? Mm -hmm. oh, I, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So the I'm gonna say the that's music. how you say it because I don't know how to say it. So we'll just go with I, that. I, I'm not that's sure. Probably. I probably messed that up, but you know he's really good. <laughs> so no, that's probably right. Now you, Josh, being a you, you're a musician too, and I've noticed that. Does does a lot of your movies and TVs and video games does can can music hands down make a movie or video game or something for you just if it's got a great score? Yeah, one hundred percent. I I just saw uh, you know Dunkirk just came out recently. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. I saw it twice in a week, which probably hasn't happened for me in a movie theater in almost a decade. Oh wow! Uh, I saw it in IMAX and then I saw it in seventy millimeter. 
And uh, the only reason why I liked it in IMAX more is because Hans Zimmer's score is perfect. Uh, if you've seen the film, and in IMAX it was so loud and so good. I just I loved it. I just I like saw no Dern, Dunkirk this weekend in my local theater, and I was a little disappointed that I didn't get a chance to go see it in IMAX once I got in the theater yeah. because I was just like, what am I doing? Christopher Nolan's one of my favorite uh-huh. directors. What am I doing right now being yeah. in a normal theater seeing this for the first time? Yeah. I just feel like Nolan gets IMAX theaters really t- well, too. Like, his movies just seem to be really great. And the soundtrack, like, I remember going to see Interstellar in IMAX and, like, just being blown away by it mm-hmm. like how great the score was that and score music. is oh, man. unreal mm-hmm. unreal yeah so music yeah as to answer your question yes music is like imperative to a game uh, like me liking a game but like i think of like final fantasy 8 people it's kind of like the red-headed stepchild of old final <laughs> fantasy games that's true but the but the music is unreal mm-hmm like I, I can still hear like Balam Garden in my you know in my head uh, when I just think about that game. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is this is really lame, but it does kind of pertain to what we're talking about because one of my favorite things in the newest Final Fantasy game that I just started playing like within the last month or so is that when you're driving around your car all over the world, like you can, it has every Final Fantasy game up until that point soundtrack, mm-hmm. and you can like play it in the background. And it's like this little bitty thing, but it's so cool because it reminds you how much great music Final Fantasy has had over the years. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you can put it on shuffle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. So it's it'll so just cool. Jump all around. Yeah. It'll go from something like fully, like a full symphony in one of the later games to something like 8 bit uh, back in like a next track. It's really neat. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I actually just found a Spotify playlist that is just a bunch of video game scores from everything from newer stuff um, to stuff that's been out for a little while. Like they had some music from Red Dead Redemption and then like old school stuff. And I haven't got a chance to like sit down and listen to it, but I think it's about to become my new favorite like playlist to have playing when I'm working on stuff because I feel like it would just be perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so Josh, you have an Instagram page that is a little bit popular, you know, (laughs) just a little bit. And so it kind of has inspired our topic um, because your, your Instagram name is old school game collector and you just put up some, some of the coolest stuff on there and you're really active. And, and did you now I just saw, like, I think you posted it a couple of days ago, but you had like an NES cartridge for DuckTales and that game I yes. remember playing and I got real excited when you had that because it instantly made me remember playing that game and how much fun that was. Oh, so cool. So today's topic is retro games and it's been inspired by Josh. And so to start it off, we want to talk about a little bit what what do we what do we consider retro? And Josh, since you're the professional among us with this, <laughs> or at least we're classifying you that, uh, what what do you consider a retro game? It's pretty tough to put that in a category. I, you know, when you read when you read about uh, video game consoles, they kind of have them in generations, right? And I think I think we're on generation eight right now, so, something like that. And I, I would say I, I think generation four may be right around the N sixty four PS one era. And y'all, I could be way wrong, but uh, I would st- I would still classify old school as probably. N64, PS1, and before that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I don't know if I have any rhyme or reason for that. I just, that when I, when I go out collecting or I'm looking in a thrift store, that's, that's usually what's going to pique my interest. Mm -hmm. Hey, I looked it up while you were talking. Yeah. There are eight generations and which generation did you say that you would go back from? Um, I said four is probably the N64, is it? Yeah. No, actually four is considered the Sega Genesis um super nintendo and then five is when the 64 comes in okay i'd say i'd say uh the first through the fifth is what i would consider retro right me and drew had a conversation about that before we got on here and that that's kind of i think we kind of came to that same conclusion because in my mind and going back this is probably not as big of a jump as i remember but i remember being a huge gap between the graphics from a, from that generation that fifth generation of the N64 the PS1 generation to uh the next generation which was like the GameCube and everything like that like i just remember there being a huge jump and so like i feel like that in my mind there's a line right there where everything after that i would con- i would i would throw into the retro category but after that i just i'm more hesitant about putting like the GameCube and I guess that would be yeah. the original Xbox and stuff into that category, you know? Yeah. yeah. I know for me... Go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, yeah, I think uh, and when I think about that jump that you're talking about, Matt, um, I, I think the Dreamcast tried to kind of jump that gun, mm-hmm. right? And oh, yeah. they, they came too early, and it, it pretty much is what sank them, you know? Oh, yeah. They, they tried to, like, kind of jump into those better graphics and try to get a head start, but I think a lot of developers didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, I'd agree with yeah, that. Yeah, man, talk about Dreamcast. I'm the proud owner of Dreamcast. Me too. That thing, was, that thing was, like, before its time. I remember getting it, and back when you had, like, dial-up internet, you could, like, web browse on it and stuff, and, like, thinking that was so cool as a kid, but that thing was so ahead of its time. Oh, dude, Fantasy Star Online, right? Oh, you, could, you could play that online on the Dreamcast. That's crazy to think it about. It was wild. Amazing. I think, I think for me talking about this, um, I think I split like what is retro, and I'd love to hear what y'all think about this. And I don't think so much in generations that I understand that, but for some reason I split what is retro and what's new based from when things went from being on cartridges to when they went to be on disc. Mm-hmm. Even though I I get that like PlayStation One is still real retro now, um, that PS1 old school and they didn't even have like the little didn't even have the uh, you know the thumbsticks you just had the D-pad um, and Spyro I remember playing that randomly <laughs> like mm-hmm. like on a demo disc of it but for me like the Nintendo 64 back um, and it's just cartridges like I don't know something about retro games to me personally and maybe it's just because I spent way too much time doing this was taking the cartridge out and like blowing in it and like <laughs> sticking it back in and hitting the reset button a few times and like you could you could problem solve anything with just a little bit of air and a reset button it seemed like suck em boppers <laughs> I spent uh, five minutes blowing into uh, Super Mario World this afternoon and still didn't get it to work oh so. That's devastating. Yeah, it was because I think I think today is the uh, anniversary of Super Mario World mm-hmm. in North America. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, what about you? What do you think? Retro, non-retro. Where's the line at for you? Um, I'm kind of in line. I I don't know. Uh, I think generation is probably more in line with my thinking. And I'm trying to remember. Um, didn't Genesis uh, or Sega have a Genesis that was a uh, that was disc based though? Yeah, they the 30, did. Uh, Sega CD? Yeah. Sega Saturn, maybe? 
No, the but, Saturn was uh was still cartridge based. Yeah, they did have. Yes. they did have yeah. a Sega, Sega CD. CD for sure. Yeah, that is what it yeah. is. Yeah, because there was a Sonic CD in on it. I remember that. Yeah, and so I think that that would still really fall into the retro category for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because I mean, we don't see any Sega, you know, consoles nowadays. Mm, sadly, man, Sega is a sad story if you think about it. Because I remember a vivid memory of being a kid. And we and Matt, you may remember this too. We went to our cousin's house in Alabama, and one of my favorite things about it is because we were like strictly a Nintendo family, um, and we didn't have any Segas when we were growing up until we were a little bit older. But I remember going to my cousin's house, and he had a Genesis, and playing Sonic the Hedgehog and some of these games on there, and it just being blown away because it was just so different and so cool. No, I have those. Um, I have those same memories of of my first memories of Sonic the Hedgehog was going to Alabama and seeing them and wanting to go to Alabama just to see them and play just to Sonic play that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what like Drew. You had the you had the Dreamcast, but I had bought from uh, one of the like game stores one of the like second or third generation Genesis that was like really tiny and just so I could play Sonic the Hedgehog and I bought like every Sonic that was out and a couple other games and I have them somewhere around here and one day I'll have like a shelf with all of our consoles hooked up where we can play them but sadly that is not this one day. day. Did, did you all ever play Golden Axe? Golden Axe? Golden, Axe. I know, Golden sounds... Axe. No I don't think so. Oh, that's a killer. That was a killer Sega game, and it was on the Genesis. It was like a, it was like a, a side-scrolling beat 'em up akin to old Double Dragon. Ah. Um, except you were much bigger characters and like way over exaggerated muscles. Um, <laughs> and you and, 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 and your axe was like the size of your torso. Uh, it was it was a pretty great game. Gosh, I'm writing that down. Yeah. So if I ever find it, I can just get it because I know I have my, or, my, I know I have my Genesis somewhere around here. Dude, or Echo the Dolphin. I do remember oh, Echo. Yeah, <laughs> so- Sonic Spinball. I do. I don't think I played that this one. That's why we needed Josh to refresh all our memories of our childhood games that we've forgotten. <laughs> I re- Man, Genesis is it's awesome. I don't remember if this came out on the Genesis, but I remember playing. I think I know it was an arcade game, but I think I thought it came out on one of the consoles too. But do y'all remember? Um, was it Metal Slug? What was the game that was? Yes, a yeah, Neo that? Geo. Uh, Yes, like yes. Neo Geo. Oh, those games were so good, and so good. And the uh, the frame rate issues were so bad, <laughs> and like because they tried to put so much on the screen at once. Do you remember that? I do. But, yeah. There'd be like thousands of bullets coming at you, and but as a kid, like, we didn't notice frame rates. No, not at all. It's it, it's still awesome. Let me ask you guys this question before we dive in specifically talking about retro games because I know that's what we're talking about. But what is everyone's favorite retro console? Um, so for me, I'll just go first, and then uh, maybe Tommy, you can jump in. But for me, I think it's probably got to be uh, the Nintendo sixty-four. Like I, it's very close between that and the Super Nintendo. But for me, the sixty-four was just man. That controller made no sense. I actually <laughs> was hanging out with some teenagers earlier this morning. <laughs> And, like, I mentioned something about Nintendo 64, and they all looked at me like, was that the one with, like, the Trident controller the thing? Trident and I'm like, you, controller. You, 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 you poor, you poor, poor children, you don't know the joys. I, like, happened to, like, put the rumble pack in the back of it. And, man, just so many, so many memories of 64. That's me. What, what about you, Tommy? Uh, I'm torn between the Sega, um, 
and uh, it'd probably be the Game Boy Classic for me. We traveled a lot as a kid, uh, going all over the place, and uh, and so I spent a lot of time, a lot of time on my Game Boy. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I think for me, I probably have more memories with the Nintendo 64, like Drew said. But to be different, I, I think. I think I'm gonna. I can't decide between the Genesis because I bought that with my own money as a kid. Like, and this was yeah. still in the like that age where like I didn't have an allowance or anything, so it was literally me scrap scrapping up like money from my birthdays here and there, and then I was able to buy that. And then probably the game, one of the Game Boys. I can't pick one. I'd probably say the color. I loved my Game Boy color. I had a lime green one. Uh, my, mine is. Uh probably a toss-up as well i like the nintendo the regular nes has uh, a ton of memories for me and nostalgia factor I, I was four years old and i remember we were done with christmas and my dad was like oh i forgot to give you guys one last present and my dad pulls out this box and i remember opening up opening it up as a four-year-old and it was in a regular nintendo and i lost my flipping mind <laughs> um that sounds familiar <laughs> Yeah, but I, uh, Super Nintendo is definitely my favorite console. I, I love uh, old JRPGs, um, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana. Uh, Final Fantasy III is probably in my top 10 games ever made. So those, those old RPGs on the Super Nintendo, like there's just nothing, nothing better to me. Illusions of Gaia, like any of those old Enix or Squaresoft games. Squaresoft. Back when they were just Squaresoft. Squaresoft yeah. And it actually came out with games on time. Still not bitter. Still not bitter. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things talking about retro gaming is it seems like there's been an uptick within our society right now and, and uh, just a um, um, popularity about it more than uh, more than other times. Like, for instance, I know we've been talking about, you know, the NES Classic. Is that is that what it's called? Is that right? Yeah, the NES Classic. Yeah, and then the new ones. Yeah, the Super so NES, NES Classic. Classic. Yeah, like when I said that out loud, it didn't sound right. But I know we had the NES NES Classic that went out, and it was crazy, sold everywhere like crazy. And now we have the Super NES Classic coming out now, and Sega just released an app where you can play a ton of their old games on uh, the phone and everything like that. What do you guys think? Why is why have games retro games become so popular all of a sudden? Hmm. I think that nostalgia. Uh, yeah. The, the the to sum it up in a word, I think Tommy's right. Use just nostalgia. Like people are cash, cashing in on that. But like, I, I was thinking. I heard somebody on another podcast talk about. Um, it was in the context of indie games of like people when indie games really start taking off, and they were talking about how like the reason they got popular was because these people who grew up, you know, in the time before the internet, where you can find out anybody and everybody can talk about the one all these things that we really love when you found a game that you loved like as far as you know like nobody else in the world had the same feelings for that game as you did yeah. so when these guys would make these retro game games based on all these old 8-bit games they loved they got real popular because you had that moment of going oh he, this guy just like me loved these aspects of the game so i think now that we're in this world where everybody's able to share what we loved when we were younger 
uh, every, you can realize how many people love the same thing you do. And so like, it's just easier to go back and go, Hey, remember this. And it's just like a, like a light bulb clicks in your head. And it's like all the memories come back to you of that. And it just makes you want to go and experience it again. And I think, I think that has a big factor in it is it makes it one, it makes it easier to find and remember it. And two, it, it you realize that you aren't alone with liking these things. Like, obviously you probably had friends who liked it too, but I think there's a couple things. I think for one, uh, if it, it depends on what, I guess what year year you would call millennials. Like I think demographers say like what, like 1978 is kind of the beginning of that. And some say what, like 1983, like millennials are now old enough to look back on those systems. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and now they're having kids. A lot of millennials now are, you know, 25 to 31. And they're now wanting to share their memories with their children. Um, so I, I think some of that is just millennials are growing up. Like no different than when I was a kid, my dad wanted to play me the Beatles, you know. Yeah. And that did something for my dad because he got to then share a love and a passion of his with me as a child and, you know, you're, you're kind of sharing that experience. But I also think, man, there's the nostalgia factor of I think we all like to go back to a time we think is uh, just simpler. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, and I think sometimes we all kind of uh, we long for the days of yesteryear, so to speak. And uh, so there's something about when you, you know, when you play Super Mario Brothers again and you you remember that you remember that season of being a little kid and having no cares and no worries. And, um, you know, it's still me at four years old on Christmas morning, you know, playing Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers. Mm. I can That's see deep, that. man. And I, I 100% agree. <laughs> now, I do long for the days where my biggest issue was getting through the levels in Super Mario World on my Super Nintendo. Like, Amen. That, that being the biggest <laughs> problem that was in my life. Tommy, what were you going to say, man? Uh, I actually think at this point, maybe especially in terms of like bringing games to mobile, Cash Cow. I mean, mm-hmm. l- considering the advancement of technology and how easy it is and how little resources something like an old NES game takes to run nowadays, why not? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, look at all the HD remakes yeah. of games and the virtual consoles on everything where you can buy these games that you've probably bought three or four times over over time, and you can buy it again for $3 on your Nintendo Switch or your, your Wii or whatnot. Yeah. So why not? It's only 3 bucks, But I mean, you could make an argument that one of the reasons Nintendo is done as well as they have in the last few years is these just reports on their systems that you can play, that I can play old school mario on my 3ds anywhere and old school like all these old school games and only mm-hmm. pay like a few bucks to get them that's brilliant on their part um but man you know i read an article when stars the force awakens came out um a few years back uh it's crazy to think that it was just a few years back but one of the article's um headline was nostalgia weaponized and the whole concept of the article was basically saying that stars force awakens was just nostalgia trip and like that, that it was, it was bridging the old and the new, and, and it was really bringing back this nostalgia of what it was like to go see Star Wars in the theater. And it's really interesting to me, but I think that's part of retro gaming too, 
Um, so I agree with you guys. Side note too, something fun. I, I found out because I'm really crazy into VR right now because I got my Oculus. There's a there's a arcade like a digital arcade game where like you have your own VR arcade and you actually can take ROMs and make your own any old school ROM and make an arcade cabinet to play an old game in what? in VR, which is oh, really cool to me. My goodness wow. <laughs> that sounds yeah. so awesome I'll, I'll shoot you a link because it, it looks like something straight out of like tron tron yeah i mean but you can like customize what games are in the cabinets which is, is so, so cool, cool. <laughs> um it, it's really neat you so. know what you know mentioning nintendo and just being smart with cashing in on that like if you even look back that's some, been something they've recognized like you look back to when the Game Boy came out, and then the Game Boy Color came out, and you know there were Game Boy Color games, but it could still play old school Game Boy games. And then the next entire generation was Game Boy Advance, but it could still play the Game Boy games that were like five to ten years old, and it could still play the Game Boy Color games along with the Advance games, and even like the Wii, which could play the GameCube games. And now I know that like the Xbox and PlayStation Twos, they could play; they were backwards compatible with the generation before, but like. Um, Nintendo was doing it well before that with even like their handheld, which is kind of impressive that they would they were able to keep everything consistent enough for three different generations to play. Backwards compatibility, man, it's just I great. Agree. Even on the you know Xbox One, they've been doing a lot of that, and it's so fun to go back and play even you know Xbox 360 and Xbox games. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. That's been what I've been playing predominantly. I've been going through Gears of War. Yeah, I saw that you were going That's through good, that. Man. It made me want to go back and play some. I, I don't think I ever finished 3, which is kind of sad. I, I've i never been an Xbox guy, and uh, I just got an Xbox One two and a half weeks ago. Um, so I've been now trying to catch up on all these games I've never played. Yeah, Gears of War is a good one, man. The newest Gears of War I got, and I was a little, a little apprehensive of it because I, after you play so many of them, you kind of get burnt out. But the newest one was refreshingly mm-hmm. fun. So oh, cool. whenever you get there, definitely. You should pick then that also. One up. I'm on two right now. Oh, that one's the good one. I love to do two. Two's the best. You should I also, think. you is should it? also pick up the, the Halo so. Master Chief Collection just for the to be able, just to be able got- to play through all three of the main Halo games. It's it'd be worth it just for that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got uh, I got that. I ordered uh, Fable Three. Oh, I liked Fable. Oh, that's a good Fable's one. A fun. Yeah, so I'm excited about that and um, uh, Halo Wars. That's pretty much all I've picked up. Yeah, Halo Wars. I bought I Halo Wars Halo in a Wars. retro. Yeah, I bought the I, first Halo Wars in a retro game shop and was replaying it a month or so back. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. It's like a. Is it akin to like StarCraft? It's like a strategy. Okay. So if you've played StarCraft, it's like a, it's like a diluted down StarCraft because oh, okay. like you, you have because you use a controller, so like you can't do as much as you can with a keyboard and a mouse. But yeah. they, you can do. It's really like the way they ended up mapping the controller out is really intuitive once you figure it out. But it's fun. I mean, it really is. I like cool. it. The cutscenes in Halo Wars is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's that, cool. the cutscenes are really cool. Well, Josh, so you are a old school game collector, just like your gamer tag, or get mm-hmm. your gamer tag, just like <laughs> your Instagram name. So, what got you into collecting retro games, or just games in general? What what got you into it? Well, my uh, I grew up in a my dad's a collector of like old memorabilia uh, especially sports memorabilia Mm -hmm. and my dad when I was younger just kind of wouldn't let me get rid of my stuff Uh, 
which I'm thankful for because I'm sure as like a 14-year-old kid when GameStop opened, <laughs> I probably would have traded it all in, you know? Yeah. Um, but, he, he, but he wouldn't let me. Uh, and I'm so thankful for it now. So I literally for years, y'all, because I, I travel, you know, for six, six and a half years, I traveled almost full time with music. Um, I still travel about 16 to 20 weeks a year with music. But but when we were full time, I literally just had all these games and boxes in a storage unit because uh, we were, you know, we didn't really we didn't have a home. We had like a small little one bedroom uh, condo. And uh, I just kind of kept them all. And when we finally kind of got off the road and and got a home and I started opening all these things back up, I realized, oh, my goodness, I, you know, I have accumulated some of the what I would say are the greatest games ever made. And I so probably about three years ago, it just ignited uh, this passion in me again. And and I always search for games when we traveled on the road with music. Like I've always been a thrift store guy, a Goodwill guy. Uh, Half Price Books uh, is a really cool place uh, because they sell uh, some stuff. But yeah, so I always had kept my eye out. But about three years ago when we moved into a home and I started going through all my stuff, I realized, oh my goodness, like there's so many memories here. And I remember, you know, you, you pick up a cartridge of Super Mario Brothers 3, which is, in my opinion, in the top three greatest games ever made. Um you remember being like a, you know, a eight-year-old kid and, and playing it again. So, yeah, I just, I kind of kept them all because my dad had me keep them. And um, when I started going through all these boxes, it kind of ignited this passion in me again that was, I guess, lying dormant for a little while. I still remember on Super Mario World 3 on the NES, like, I still know how you, like, can get behind, like, the map on that first level. Yeah, the like, white. Like, I've, yeah, I, like I vividly remember that. Like, I don't know why that's been like s- decades ago when I last time I probably played that game. But like, for some reason, as soon as you said that, that's what I thought of was that little ability to jump behind the map and finish it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's because that game. It, that game is super special. It really is, man. Like you can you can play it today, and I I think it is just as good today as it was you know twenty mm-hmm. years ago. No, that that's. That one's really it's so good. good. I, I love the theory that 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 one is that Super Mario World three is just like all a show because like every like you run yeah. at the end of the level it goes to black so it's like you running off the stage and whatnot and all the everything looks like props mm-hmm. and whatnot and I remember reading that and being like oh my gosh everything's a lie start. what is happening <laughs> and then somebody pointed out to me to me that the grass like the bushes and the clouds are the same thing just different colors and I was like oh no what. What is all of this? So crazy. I think uh, Miyamoto my, my, has said that, right? That it is all yeah. play. I, I, I think he I think said it, that That before. may have been where it came from. I guess I just assumed it was a crazy fan theory that probably made a lot of sense. You know, those ones that you... Uh, dude, it, it could be. I probably read that in a blog, and now I'm saying one of the greatest, you know, developers in the world. No, he said that. We so, know he said it. So. I mean, fans... fans <laughs> we, we know it. A, yeah, fans said there was a Zelda timeline, and they finally were yeah. like, "Sure, here's That's... the Zelda timeline." <laughs> have yes. you read that? It's it is the worst. The, yeah, I have the Hyrule Historia. Yeah, me and me, Matt were looking at it. So me and Drew talked about. It. I told him I, literally this weekend we were it out, and I, I said I was reading the Hyrule Historia, and I was like, "Listen, they never intended it to be a timeline." The fans just no. came up with a really crazy way that it all worked together, and they finally just went, fine, yes, that's it. 
Sure, yes. let's go yeah. with that. It's a, it's it's a cool book. I want them to update it with it Breath of the Wild, and then I'll buy one because I, I we've seen some. Me and Drew have seen some fan art from early, uh, early Breath of the Wild, and it looks concept oh art. my gosh, yeah, concept art, not fan art. Dude, don't don't get me started on Breath of the Wild. That game is unreal. Hey, Josh, unreal. let me ask you this: talking about in all your collection, what is like what's like the the prize thing of your collection? Like, what is something you've got and you're like. Like, cause I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I net like retro games and everything else. But like, when you talk to other people that are really into this, like, what are you like? Yeah, I got this, and they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah I have uh, I have a copy of Earthbound, uh, complete what? in box. So the big box that comes with the strategy guide, and uh, and it still has the six uh, scratch and sniffs uh, cards in it. Um, and it's it's mint. I mean, if I got this thing graded, it would be very very high grade. It's that's probably the piece where you you know you can bring that up to yeah. a collector. Even if you don't like the game, um, you you realize, oh my goodness, this is this is amazing. You know. Well, yeah, and I don't collect games, but I know that that game's super rare. Now that was like was that just yours personally, or did you did you get that? Find it no. Yeah, I found it somewhere. I wish it was mine. I wish there was a cool story, but no, that was just me searching for it, and I finally finally got it. That's wild, dude. Man. Yeah. I've never played Earthbound. I've heard it's great. I need to check it out. Yeah, probably the coolest part about it is that the whole thing is kind of making fun of American pop culture. So, like, the, the bad guys are, like, food and stuff. You know, like, you can... It's, it's just really good. You gotta, you gotta check it out. The whole thing's kind of a satire on American pop culture. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It's good. All right. Well, I know the main thing we were going to be talking about tonight is our favorite retro games. So I think we've all picked out three. We have three, four maybe. But uh, mm-hmm. Josh, why don't you start us off with one, and we'll, we'll, we'll rotate around each sharing one. How's that sound? All right. Great. Um Y'all, this is so hard. <laughs> I don't know if this was easy for you, but it was not easy for me. And I have a list of like uh, ten in front of me right now, um, but I'll pick. I'll pick three. Um, I I would say. All right, I'm gonna go for it. I'll, I would say Pokemon Yellow Ooh. Oh, is man. is is in my top three. Um, I I don't know how y'all are, but like when I think of a really great game you know there's there's obviously a lot that goes into it for, but for me it's experiential as well right it's where was I when I had the game what were the experiences that I was going through in life and for me I remember being a 12 year old kid on a school bus and being so excited to actually get on a school bus and go to school so I could play my Game Boy and uh, try to catch Pokemon <laughs> and Pikachu followed you around that's flipping legit you know I just remember being thrown away that you too. could actually get all three starters in yellow. That was the big thing. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, just like the cartoon that I'm obsessed with. Pikachu follows you around. You can get all three starters. What is life? Yeah, so Man. good. So Pokemon I Yellow. Got, I got the actual like Pokemon Yellow and like because my my original Game Boy had died at that point, so I got like the Game Boy Color like yellow Pikachu edition like it's yellow it's just Pokemon on it's got Pikachu on everything else but man I remember that game being awesome I played I put a lot of hours into yellow mm-hmm. well and it was oh. at the height of uh, the TV show so everyone wanted to be Ash you know 
so it was so cool to feel like you were doing uh, you were doing exactly what it is that you were watching uh, on a cartoon before you got on the school bus in the morning. Yeah. So it was just so good. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm actually gonna. Brilliant. Hmm. I say was brilliant, that brilliant Nintendo just being brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Josh, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna echo echo you on that. That was my uh, number one. You know, my first pick was Pokemon Yellow. Um, <laughs> and it's funny, uh, I get made fun of by my friends. I still name every Pokemon character Ash to this day. <laughs> really? I love, I love that. You just gained so much respect from me. That's awesome. <laughs> jo- Josh isn't going to pick on you about that, Tommy. Josh is going to no. encourage that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> all right, so all right, so me, my, my one on my list is I have this vivid memory of going and sitting down at an NES, like old school NES, one of my very first, probably my very first gaming memory, and I remember there was a cartridge that was gold and thinking, oh, this one's shiny, and I remember putting it in and <laughs> this then... This one's shiny? <laughs> yeah. Well, have you seen an NES cartridge? Oh, no, Especially no, no, no. I'm with things. you. I'm just laughing Nintendo's, Nintendo's theory was just gray, everything back then. <laughs> so anyways... I remember putting the original Legend of Zelda in NES, and I remember the waterfall with the Triforce and the sword coming through, and I just remember being blown away, and I was terrible at it, no, like, as a first kid. first one was hard. Kid. It was so hard, but I, I remember playing that so much. That's, like, probably, like, my very first video game memory. Not even Super Mario Brothers. It was the Legend of Zelda, and I remember going into the cave and the old man giving me the sword and saying it's dangerous to go alone, and I remember being so angry by the stupid... Uh, Liz folks in the river spinning at me trying to kill me and, and dying and getting really far in the dive but man that game just I mean that's my favorite game series if you've not noticed this by listening to this podcast at this point I love all of the Zelda games but man there's just something about like that was like it's just this vivid memory kind of like you were saying Josh of like you know kind of more than just the game itself it was as a kid waking up going downstairs blowing in the cartridge making sure the reset button hit a few times playing on my team i remember oh man just remember playing that game so much and i never beat it i don't even think i've beat it to this day but i just remember being link and thinking it was awesome i I remember thinking his name was zelda for a long time and being really angry because we got into a fight once we found out link was the boy's name and zelda was the princess and it's a whole other (laughs) thing but the legend of zelda original on nes man that's by far on my list of top three what's amazing about the original zelda game and and breath of the wild and yes i want to brag about breath of the wild because it's so good is like breath of the wild they wanted to capture how the original one was an open world and so big and you could just kind of go wherever you want and like the the octoroks were like those enemies that shot the things at you and in the original Mm -hmm. game they looked massive like they looked really big so that's where apparently the inspiration for the guardians in um breath of the wild came from was the octoroks were already you know smaller things that they already had in other games but they wanted to recreate an enemy that felt as big as they were in that original game and so that's where the guardians came from so it's cool to see the newer newer games still going back and looking into the originals and old games like that yeah Yeah, matt you're definitely you're definitely in the honeymoon phase of of breath of the wild i've just got to pick on you for a minute because matt was hanging out this weekend at my house with his girlfriend and both of them have their nintendo switches and they're both at the same time playing legend of zelda breath of the wild while i'm playing it on my (laughs) tv in the living room all three of us were just hanging out all playing 
Breath of the Wild, and it was it was a beautiful thing. But, but what you just said is what makes the Switch so good. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Seriously, we got, like the three of you played your separate things. It's so good, man. Yeah. We got to get Tommy. You've got to play Breath of the Wild, dude. It's it's a masterpiece, bro. Another buddy of mine, and I know I played it on Matt's for a couple minutes when we were doing the Oculus Rift thing. A uh, buddy of mine picked up the Switch the other day. And he came over and we sat around and we played that in Splatoon 2. And then some, um, a retro style, like side scrolling game. I don't remember what it was or what it was called. Um, and I meant to actually send him a text before this episode. Um, so, Andy, if you're listening, text me later and I'll update this at some <laughs> point in my life. Um, but it was just, it was really fun. It was cool because I got to watch him and, uh, and Rebecca, they actually just sat at the table. We didn't even plug into the TV. They just like they popped the controllers out and they just were playing, you know, two person on this side scroller. Um, and I had a it's lot really of appreciation cool. for that and like memories of just being a child and a kid just playing these games with your friends and siblings. Mm-hmm. I agree. I haven't got a chance to get a game where I can utilize the actually using the Joy Cons. Eventually, I'll get Mario Kart and I can do it, but. Yeah, my Tommy, my plan is that when I finish it and beat it completely in like a month or so, to let you borrow my Switch for a little while and play. You know, it's it's funny. You're actually the second person in the last week to uh, to give me the same offer. It is. It listen. It is that good. And Mario doesn't come out in a while. That I like. Once I beat it, I will. I'm willing to let you borrow my Switch for however long to play it because I want you to experience it. But <laughs> I've got an offer. It's not as cool. You can borrow my Wii U and play it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but let me See, tell you, I, I feel own. really See, lame. The thing. I own. I own Breath of the Wild for the Switch. I just don't <laughs> own the, the Switch to play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious, man. That's why I love you, Tom. So is it so is it my turn to share my yeah. first one? Um, Zelda Drew, Zelda I, I should have went before Drew because my first one's going to be Pokemon game too. Um, but I, as much as I enjoy Yellow, man, I loved Pokemon Silver. So yes. I got I played. Me and Drew have always since we were younger did the cool did the thing where we got different versions so we could trade and whatnot. And so he had Blue and I had Red. Charizard's better, and Plus he got Gold. And I got silver because Lugia looked awesome. And I just remember being blown away by how I, I cannot think of another game. And there's been games that are like this. But, like, this was the first game that I was a kid that I recognized, um, like, you know, moving forward. And, like, it, like a game just improving from the, from the sequel. Or the sequel improving so much from the first game. Because, like, it had everything that was amazing about the first game, but done better with new Pokemon. And then you beat the game, and it was like, oh, by the way, on this side of the mountain is that entire first game that you played. And, like, that realization that I could go back to the Kanto region and go through and fight all those gyms and catch all those Pokemon just, like blew my little mind away and like it still sticks out in my head as being like my favorite pokemon game and i, I know they've done a remake on the 3ds or the the ds and it's really hard to find so i really hope that they do like another remake of it like a third remake they just need to do it <laughs> so fun fact when i got gold and silver i was living in japan and uh, the base exchange took forever to get anything sometimes it was faster to have like family mail you movies and things because it just took so long for us to get it mm-hmm. so i actually played silver in japanese 
And Whoa. to this day, I have no idea what the storyline for Silver is. <laughs> I just remember playing it and guessing it and hoping I was doing things correctly. That's awesome, Tommy. That's I mean, dedication. you just got to catch them all. If any game, Pokemon's a pretty good one not to worry about the story too much. I agree, 100%. They're all, well, all pretty similar. Trying to figure out if you are buying a bicycle or trading someone. <laughs> like, there are a couple crucial things that you're just like, uh, is this yes or no? What is? Well, I have no clue what I'm doing right so now, good. but I need to go forward. Do you want to what, trade um, your strongest Pokemon for this Bidoof? Sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? Do? That sounds so like Bidoof. a great idea. <laughs> this reminds me of a video I was watching the other day. They evidently Apple released a console like 1995, like under Bandai's name, and some YouTube company found it and they they were they had this like Gundam tactic game that was completely in Japanese and like they sat there trying to figure out what they were doing for like 30 minutes and it was really funny to watch because they had no clue. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh am I up at number two? Yep, you're yeah, up man. Ninja. All right, <clears throat> all right. So, I have uh, five games in front of me listed as my number two, but I'll just pick one. <laughs> I won't. I won't cheat. Um, and, Pull uh, me and just lump two of them together. That's what. Right. That's what yeah. I do every episode. <laughs> I'm not gonna cheat. I'm not gonna cheat, y'all. All right. So, my I would say Mario RPG is oh, my number two. Uh, I th- I think. Uh, for me, it was like everything that I grew up loving finally came together and they had a baby and that baby was Mario RPG. You know, like I was playing all these Final Fantasy games. I loved it. I loved the music. And the, and to this day, Final Fantasy is still my favorite franchise. Um, and uh, then all of a sudden when they announced that Mario was going to be in a Final Fantasy type game and Square was, you know, o- leading it and uh man it just blew my mind and uh to this day i've probably played it i probably played that game through anywhere between 10 and 15 times uh i own multiple copies it's kind of one of those games where if i see it somewhere i'll just buy it because i love it mm-hmm. um yeah. so yeah mario rpg and i man if i remember it was it was super super late in the super nintendo uh life cycle i i think uh it came out I, I, I don't I can't remember 1996 97 around there and the, the N6, yeah and the N64 was literally coming out um so in 97 yeah, so uh so I think it's actually a pretty rare game because there's not a whole lot of them not, not as many as you would think there would be out in existence so it's it's pretty expensive to get your hands on one today there's, and you can tell from the graphics, just looking at it, like that it was a late in uh, Super Nintendo because they look really great for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Well, and it was a like, different. It was a. Oh, sorry. I was just saying. I, I think it's different technology, right? It's a. There's a different chip in there. Uh, yeah. To make it better, so it actually it, it won't play if you own a Retron. It won't play in a Retron because their uh, their systems don't read those chips. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. I th- yeah, I see. There's this, I never like, played this game. There's this like Pinocchio-looking character that I've never seen in any other Mario G- game. Gino. Well, he's not. Uh, they made him up for it. That's sad. He looks like a cool character. I want him to he see yeah. him more. Hmm. Josh, and, uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did the did the Paper Mario games are they kind of like the spiritual successors of Super Mario RPG? Yeah. Yeah. So Super okay. Mario RPG two is Paper Mario. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember one. Were... One of my yeah. best friends in high school told, talking to me about Paper Mario, and 
me thinking that's so cool. But I didn't realize there was one before that. I didn't know there was one on the Super Nintendo till just now when you told me, actually. Well, they're not. They're Man, if you play both of them, they're just not the same. And I think that's why I, I'm not I'm not sure why Nintendo decided to change it. But I would guess it's because they're so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Mar- Super Mario RPG, there's a little bit of platforming elements, but it's a pretty, you know, it's it's a it's a square soft RPG in a lot of ways. P- Paper Mario has got like a totally different art style. Um, I, I guess the combat's kind of similar. There's some timing-based things you can do, but they're they're pretty different games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so Mario RPG. I think that's my my number two. It's a good second one. Yeah. All right. So um, I don't know if I'm not gonna cheat <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on my number two. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um. No, that's a lot. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to lump them both, both together. Um, they're both for the Game Boy, and I used to play the mess out of uh, Road Rash. Oh, gosh, dude. Road Rash. So and, good. And uh, Jungle Strike. Oh, yeah. I see. Which was a, uh early helicopter attack game. And my father was a helicopter pilot, so for me, uh, the two things growing up... Uh, you know, one as a kid, you idolize your parents. My dad flew helicopters. So it was cool, and I always wanted a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So those were. Uh, you still do want a motorcycle, right, Tommy? I do. I just I can't convince my wife to let me have one, and I understand. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I'm, not gonna... I'm. I get it. Like I've got I've got a hot temper. It's bad enough when I'm you know behind <laughs> four wheels. Uh, I'm I'm opening myself up to trouble with something that can go a lot faster than my Jeep Wrangler can. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dude, so you, Tommy, awesome. you're you're going to be so so excited about this right now. In my Sega Genesis is uh, Road Rash Three. Oh man! And dude, I, cattle uh, prodding dudes on motorcycles is still as amazing today. <laughs> I'm it's I'm so jealous. Good. You see, I, I'm actually really mad. And if my sister's my oldest sister is listening to this, I'm still angry at you. Uh, when she <laughs> left our house, she took all of our old, basically everything but the N64. I wound up with that, but she has my old Game Boy, all my old Game Boy games, all my Pokemon, all of that stuff, and Road Rash mm. is on there. I, I miss it. I miss it. Send it home. So Give good. it back to me, please. <laughs> like, I, I hope let you me get, have these I hope you memories. Get it in the mail, Tommy. I hope it comes. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> so my second one um, is a Nintendo sixty four game. Probably one of the best Nintendo sixty four games, and it's not a Zelda game. It's GoldenEye 007. Mm-hmm. and and not even so much for the original like single player game although it was a lot of fun and i still to this day can tell you how to get through the entire first level without like setting off alarms and like with like silent pistoling everyone to death uh but man multiplayer gosh i don't know i think i've probably cussed more at mario kart (laughs) but goldeneye is a very close second and i've probably hit matt harder than anything else because of GoldenEye and my other brother as well. But man, screen peeking guys? Oh, uh, dude. It was real. Picking, picking odd job. Oh, Against the rules, man. Against the rules. <laughs> dude, GoldenEye was only allowed in my house if paintball mode was on. I don't oh, know. My parents best. were so against violence and <laughs> all of that stuff. That's so Paintball mode had to be on. But the blood still fills your screen when you die. Yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> just don't get Gosh, shot when no, your parents are paint. watching. No, it's just paint. It's red just paint. paint. Red paint. Yeah, on the yeah, street. just red paint. That's all it is. I love the <laughs> fact that you could. Ha- there were so many cheat codes that were easy to find. Like I, that. That's one of the games I remember is having like a printed out pe- a book piece of, cheat of paper <laughs> that was like super old and ratty because we just kept using it that had all the cheat codes so we had dk mode where everybody looked like gorillas DK, and, yeah, oh, God. Oh, man. super speed mode and paintball mode where like i just remember shooting against the wall because it was really fun to see the golden eye or golden gun golden, golden, golden oh gosh guns. i hated the golden gun that was so hard slaps only guys slaps, slaps only, only. Such good. Dude, was it? I, I, I carry. It's been years. So I played Goldeneye, but I think in paintball mode, when or any mode really, but when you shoot the wall after you shot too many times, it would start disappearing. Yeah, the yeah, ones that you shot. So, so you try to do your initials, but by the time you got to your second letter, the first letter was going away. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So good. So no good. shame. I literally tried to spell my name in the Destiny beta the other day, and the bullets disappear after a minute too. So mm. some uh, things never change. All right. Hmm. I guess I'm maybe technology will get us there one day. Probably. I guess I'm I'm next. All right, I'm gonna pull a Tommy. I'm gonna lump two together <laughs> just for fun because they're both blue and they're both awesome. I'm gonna lump Sonic and I'm gonna lump Mega Man together because they're both amazing. Ooh, so yeah. like, if I have to pick a Sonic, Sonic Two is probably the best. But I absolutely and I've mentioned it multiple times. I loved Sonic and Knuckles because I could pop the top off. And stick one of the Sonic One, Two, Three oh, yeah. on top of it, and play those games as Knuckles. And Knuckles wasn't my favorite character. Sonic was always my favorite character, but it was just the cool. In those days, it was just the coolest thing to be able to play as another character. So Sonic and Knuckles, and then I don't remember which Mega Man it was. I want to say it was Mega Man Eight, but I just remember one of the Mega Mans I had on my Game Boy. And it was still like the classic Mega Man. It was before Mega Man X or whatnot. And I just remember really loving it because you got the powers from your enemies. And it was one of the ones where you had Rocket, your dog, um, running around with you. And you could use it to jump higher and stuff. And those those games, both of them were just super fun to me. And there's been tons of different iterations of both. But the classics are still awesome. Though Sonic Adventure was amazing, and Mega Man X was really good too. But nothing really beats those yeah. classics that I have, and they're both blue. I just so found, I can clump them together. I just found uh, Mega Man Two complete in box when I was traveling in Chicago about two months ago. That's awesome. Yeah, and I have it on my desk right now. Oh, how about that? Giving you an inspiration. That is one of the greatest games ever made. The second one. Mm, that's awesome. So good. I love Mega Man. I don't, I, oh, I don't remember the last time I've played one. So good. They're so hard, dude. You go back and try to play the first couple of them. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, they are they are just intense. I believe it. Um, all right, so we're we're on the third one. Do you, do you guys want me to read what my list is and then pick the third one? Yeah, you can. I'm down with that. Well, yeah, I, that I, sounds fun. All right, so I already said Mario three earlier in the podcast, so I won't pick that. Uh, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 is on my list. Chrono Trigger, which we already talked about. Uh, and then I have, these are my toss-up for number three. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And and then uh, NBA Jam. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Also bravo. Yep. Yeah, those are my, those, that's my toss-up for three. If I had to pick one of those, I've probably played more hours of NBA Jam than I would like to admit to any human being. <laughs> and Boom Shakalaka is still, I think, a part of my vocabulary. So, And uh, <laughs> I still, to this day, when I make two baskets in a row, I go, he's heating up! 
So uh, <laughs> NBA, NBA, NBA Jam is probably my third pick. I, I still love the original so much. And the fact that you could put in a code and play as uh, Bill Clinton is just awesome. <laughs> what? That's amazing. Yeah, you can, you can, yeah, you can be Bill Clinton. You can be, uh, I think you can be Will Smith. That's amazing. Yeah, you can. Oh, my. Yeah, man. You can be the Beastie Boys. Yeah, you can. Gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. I'm jealous. Oh, gosh. That's that's my third NBA Jam. That's a good and one. I'm Turtles in Time. I remember so many excuses not to leave my friend's house to <laughs> play to that play game. Turtles in time. Um, so the true tidbit about me is that I, I don't like ordering anything online. I like finding things in store, and I don't I don't own that game. And it is like it's a freaking travesty. <laughs> <laughs> I, did I, they remake I, that for the Xbox 360? I don't. I. I didn't. I didn't have a 360. Mm. I don't know. I feel like a buddy of mine who's really big into retro games too. We had this conversation. I think a year and a half ago, and we sat on eBay, trying to find, um, trying to find this game for the 360, and it was just astronomically priced, if I can remember correctly. Mm. Um, but I think for my third one, uh, I'm gonna go with Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. Whoa! Oh, oh my gosh! Yes! Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I remember from Tony Hawk. That's all. No, that's soundtrack. Uh, One of the best ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, going back to having a sheltered childhood where I had to turn on paintball mode to play video games, <laughs> um, like it was gospel music or nothing in our house. And so uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater was like that fuel for the, the hard rock that I couldn't get anywhere else. Um, and actually, I rebought that on the iPhone probably about two to three years ago. I think Activision dropped it uh, on iOS, and they've since pulled oh. it. But I played the mess out of that at work. My first punk rock show was because of Tony Hawk. Nice. I saw yeah. the Suicide Machines. Do you remember? Uh, I can't wait to tell you all yes. about or all about the new girl. I went and saw them. I was 14 years old at the State Theater because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's awesome. Man. I remember turning I on the game. like, uh, what was it like the perfect balance cheat, and we would get in like the round. Ra- I'd get in like the, the perfectly <laughs> round uh, uh, pool, Skate and park. I would just like yeah. spin. Yeah. I'd leave my character for like an hour just in the pool, spinning around and around and around, just to see how high I could get the score because I had the perfect balance <laughs> thing on, and my character was just grinding <laughs> in a circle over and over. It was amazing. <laughs> Love those games. Hey. Josh, if you like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, a game to get for your Xbox One is Sunset Overdrive. Um, I found it the other day for like five bucks. It's amazing, but it's like it's like that game's spiritual successor with like punk rock music in the background and completely ridiculous. But it, it's, 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 but it's a, right up my it's a zombie shooting game. It's not a skate game, but it's like all punk yeah, it's rock not a skate style. Game, but you, it's amazing. Yeah, but you but you you basically grind around the entire city like you would in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which is awesome. Yes. So it but, sounds uh, like Infamous. Similar, yeah. Yeah. But it's more colorful and okay. happy and kind of making fun of the genre in a really fun way. Yep. Oh, I it's, love yeah. that. It's it's they had it free cool. for uh uh Games of Gold one time and I already owned the game and I was like, I'm still buying it because it's amazing. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I drew you up. All right, so Tony Hawk Pro Skater was a good one, Tommy. So for me, um, this is a series that I still love to this day, but the love affair started on the Nintendo 64, and it's Super Smash Brothers. Oh. Guys, Super Smash good Brothers. 
and the and the Nintendo one. yeah the first one too man I've played so much of that game and like it's still probably my favorite game to play with peach people and we talk about couch co-op a lot on the show but like it's probably one of my favorite things like sit down in a room and play with people that and Mario Kart are pretty close but man Smash Brothers there's just something about it that I love and I just remember being Link on the Hyrule Castle or on the Great Fox's original maps and just beating the mess out of my brothers and friends and it was a glorious time man that that and goldeneye was the game that like multiplayer game that me, me and drew and our brother zach just killed like constantly oh, played it like crazy ah uh, i can wait i can so wait until a smash brother comes out on a switch because oh, i mean me if they made it work on the 3ds it's going to be incredible on the nintendo switch and i just I, mm-hmm. i'm so sad it hasn't come out yet or they haven't even mentioned it yet but man it's going to be amazing if they when it comes out but dude, a mainline Pokemon game. <laughs> it's in the oh, works. It's in the works. That that's enough, right? That will sell millions of switches. Oh yes. Yep. Oh yes. That's that's the thing. People give are giving Nintendo crap because there's not that many games out, but they're coming out with like one or two games within like a six month time that are like worth buying a switch like zelda's worth buying a switch mario is probably going to be worth buying a switch and then like if they if they like six months after mario they come out with smash brothers and then like six months after that come out with pokemon they would just continually sell more and more well and a main a mainline fire emblem is down the line Mm -hmm. that'll be huge and honestly guys i i was super uh I don't know, reticent to buy Splatoon 2, and I love it. Mm, I want to get way, it. Way, just... way more than I thought I would. It, it looks, looks fun. fun. I really want to get it. I just. I also have buddies who play it, and I think that changes the game as well, right? Like when you're playing with your friends, and you, oh, totally. you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's the main reason we've dumped as many hours into the first Destiny as we did, was because every time it got boring, we had a new friend who was like, hey, I got this guy who wants to do this. And we're like, all right, let's help him out. And then we would just end up yeah. putting another 100 hours into the game. It's the, pretty much the only reason I ever played, uh, started playing Ghost Recon Wildlands. Because yeah. all my buddies play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I play I, I don't like single player at all, but when I play with them, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I guess I guess I'm last. So uh, this isn't my last one, but I want to do honorable mentions. We talked about Super Mario World three. I absolutely loved um, Yoshi's Island, whichever yeah. one that is. I don't remember because like it's got Super Mario attached to it. But the one where you get to like play with yeah, Yoshi. baby Mario. Yeah, the one the one with the Super, one where Super Mario have, Mario World two. That right. one, yes, the one where you're. It's. I can't remember. Yeah, it's the the one I'm talking about is the one where you play as Yoshi and you have um, Baby Mario on your back. That's called Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's I'll just Yoshi's sure. Island because I do I do but also it's, know that it's, it's Super Mario Brothers Two Yoshi's Island. Yes. Super Mario World Two Yoshi's Island. That's it. That's where it gets confusing. But anyway, that one's yeah. my honorable mention because I just love that game. But I can't not have Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time on my retro list. It just I can't. Good, because Majora's Mask is better. Well, you, but we've we've talked about this. <laughs> Yours is Majora's Mask, but Ocarina of Time is is that. And since we considered the N sixty four era era, you know, retro, that's that's one of the games that like I just can't get away from. And I have the three DS version because it's amazing to play, and it's just an incredible game. And I can't believe I'm going to say it, but Breath of the Wild 
is better is a better game. I agree. It is. And I never I agree thought 100%. That, for years I never thought the day would come that I would say that, but it is still an incredible game and I have to mention it and if you've never played it, go either play it on the N64 or buy a 3DS and play, play that version because it's really fun. The 3DS one is beautiful too. It is. It's it's been it looks been great. Upscaled and it looks real fun. It's and it plays really well and it's nice to have portable. It's super fun. It also reminds me of yeah. hard, how hard hard it was and it impresses me that as a kid i was able to beat that game because now i'm an adult Mm -hmm. and i'm like how do i get up to death mountain i don't remember this being this this challenging as a kid but i'm having a hard time finding this place old school games don't tell you what to do all the time i love that like new games Mm -hmm. do yeah i do too just figuring it out but that's part of the journey man the first metal gear that game was you had no idea what you were doing gosh those games are great too oh the, f- now the very first one for really the NES. Know what's going on mm-hmm. in the story of Metal Gear games? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, then the Metal Gear Solid games started coming out. I was like, let's make it complicated. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's our list. Does anybody have any any honorable mentions y'all want to mention? Anything that y'all, y'all me, had in mind that you didn't put on your list? Yeah, for me, The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening was the first Game Boy game I ever got. Ah. And it was like one of like I think that maybe the first Zelda game I actually beat. Yeah, egg on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a great game. So that's probably Final, Final Fantasy Seven for me. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still I like first time I ever played that. I was like the first cutscene. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just blew my mind. Love that game. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I think for me it'd be uh it'd be Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Yes. Oh yeah so good it's also sad because duck hunt the little gun won't work on newer tvs you have to have the old like tube tv tv and that's yep. that's worth keeping one around somewhere in your house just we're just to have be able to still play duck hunt cool mm-hmm. well then that is our retro list our top three plus some honorable mentions uh now we are going to segue into our favorite of all things what you binge watching this is a segment where we talk about what we've been spending our free time on lately whether it's watching a movie a television series or maybe playing a video game so uh josh since you're our special guest why don't you go first just tell us what what have you been spending most of your free time on lately so i'm a i'm a big documentary guy so I, i watch a lot of documentaries in my free time but i i actually started the show <laughs> it's pretty dark but i i started bloodline a week ago Ooh. which is a netflix original Ooh. um and i finished season one in a week mm-hmm. um which may not seem fast but it is for me and i loved i love season one so that's what i i kind of spend a much time on when it comes to gaming i've been going through uh the gears of war series because like i said in this podcast i am way behind the times with uh xbox because i just never never owned one so now i'm trying to kind of play catch up and Gears of War was the first thing that was recommended to me, so I, I beat one this week, and I just started number two. Nice. Yeah, Gears is good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, two's really great. How far into two are you right now? Just li- li- literally just started. Uh, so I'm, oh. like, at the very, very beginning, and the cool thing is, you know, because we've already talked about it. I got this Instagram account, Old School Game Collector, and I've been posting on there, hey, does anyone want to play? And so I've been playing all these with people on my Instagram. That's cool, man. That's so awesome. I've been doing co-op with people, and that makes it way more fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Gears is Gears shines beautifully when you're playing with a full team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So for me, I've been spending... Um, I just bought Elite Dangerous. It was on sale the other day. If you don't know what Elite Dangerous is, evidently it, Elite was this like space sim flying game back in like the 1980s, which was all just polygons. Kind of reminds me of like old school Star Fox. Uh, but the company made a new one uh, a few years back called Elite Dangerous. And it's like a, a kind of a, a leaning more towards a realistic simula- simulator of flying around in space. And they've got what's crazy to me, guys. This, I can't even really explain this until you play it. But like, they have recreated the the Milky Way galaxy to as close to like a one to one scale as they can. And so you can just fly between stars and shoot down pirates and trade gear and you know go exploring and name stars after yourself if you want to and stuff. And it's really cool and it's. It's, it's a great game, PC game, but it's amazing in VR because it's like you're sitting in the cockpit and you're jumping to these stars and, man, it's just it's just amazing. So I've been spending a lot of time on that. Like, it's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been binging lately. I'm still, uh, Rebecca and I are only, you know, uh, I think season two of House of Cards. Um, oh, the I'm best. I'm still trying to make it through it. That is such a long book. It's so good, but holy cow. It's a huge book. Um, And then uh, to add to the list, because that's the same list I gave last week, uh, I binged Ozark, uh, which is a Netflix original series in two days, which um, was fantastic. And shout out, I got a couple friends who were extras on the show and then a buddy of mine did crafty for it so it's really fun to it's really fun to see work that good friends of mine are a part of mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool jason bateman man arrested development good mm-hmm. stuff i saw the so uh, the trailer for it or or a ad for for it and it looked very intriguing so i want to check it out um i'll probably do that it's next. dark that's interesting um I have been still playing tons of Zelda. I have now beaten three of the four Divine Beasts. I've explored every inch of that map. It is so awesome. It's still a huge map. So I know You've not explored no, every no, inch. No, I say yet. that, but I know that there's tons and tons I haven't even gotten scratched the surface of some of the game, and that makes me so happy. Um, but So I've spending a lot of time on that, but then this weekend I finally finished um, the last, the newest season of Sherlock. Uh, me and my girlfriend have been watching together, and so we don't get to watch it super often. So we finished uh, the last couple episodes of the new season that came out this past year, and it was very good. It was very intense, especially the very last episode. I, I really enjoyed it. So if you've not checked out Sherlock um, with Benedict Cumberbatch, it's it's really worth seeing. It's done very well, and from a like a film a film perspective, like I love the different shots and the different ways. Drew put it well. He said that they they really show the thought process well. Like they visualize thought really well, which is really fun. So yeah, so that's what we've been spending our free time on. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was really enjoyable, fun topic. Um, why don't you share with our listeners your social medias and if you're mostly where they can get in contact with you if they want to know more about you yeah well thank you all so much for having me uh obviously talking about one of my favorite things in the world so thank you all for the invite uh yeah so my main social media is on instagram i'm super active on there and respond try to respond to as many people as i can and it is uh it's called old school game collector 
And uh, yeah, I, I kind of just keep people up to date with me trying to find some old games in different cities around the United States and post music on there a little bit, but mostly old games. So old school game collector on Instagram. Definitely check him out. It's worth following. We've all followed him. And it's fun. It, he's, it's a great account and it's really enjoyable. It's got it, this whole week. I was really excited for this episode just from first following your account. So um, if you're worried about trying to find him, don't worry. I'm going to put a link to that in the description down below. Um, also below, we'll have where you can get a hold of us. So we've got a Facebook page you can join called the Valkyrie Cast. We've got Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find us on iTunes if you use Apple devices. If you're on Android, you can find us on Podbean. That's where we host our podcasts at. And if you want to just go straight to Podbean, you can go to thevalkyriecast.com. It'll send you straight to Podbean, and you can listen from a web browser there, no problem. Um, I tend to download my uh, podcast so I don't use data, but I know some people like listening from a computer, so... That's where you can find us. Uh, go If you can, go to iTunes and give us a review. It only takes a couple seconds, and it really helps us. It makes it a lot easier for us to find. We've gotten about eight in the past couple weeks, which has been awesome, and we have read all of them, and we love getting the feedback. So if you could do that, uh, it would help us a lot. And, um, yeah, that's it. If you need to find any of that, we'll have links below in the description. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. We are the Valkyrie Cast.